Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. I'm Julia. And I'm Becca. We're best friends and lifelong Star Wars fans, and this is a Star Wars The Bad Batch fan cast. This time we're reviewing episode four, Cornered. This review is meant to be spoiler-free, so join us after you've watched the episode. So if you like story and you like Star Wars, then stick around. In this episode, the Batch lands on Pantora to restock, refuel, and deal with security concerns. While Hunter, Omega, and Echo are out gathering supplies, Omega is separated from the group and meets who she thinks is a new friend. When it turns out that friend is a bounty hunter sent specifically to retrieve Omega, a less than subtle chase ensues through the city. All right, let's jump into a plot context here, which is is not a lot, but let's run through it anyway. Uh, This episode is is probably the most filler that we've seen this far. Yeah, it's a it was a it's a trying I say a trying episode but not in the it, it's a fun episode. I really like this episode. I come mm-hmm. back to it. That being said, it's trying to f- to find a greater plot in this one. The the A plot we see in this episode is mostly just like the batch realizing that they need to get supplies somehow outside of the republic which right. they did touch on they touched previously. On last episode. Yeah, so they did touch on that um so I, I I mean it's good to see some continuity. I feel like a lot of the times a kid shows continuity gets really um this really fucked. Yeah, muddy. <laughs> um cuz they're just I mean, you know, it, again, TV animation has changed a lot, but like if you think about a show like SpongeBob, we're like <laughs> SpongeBob Robert. SpongeBob Robert, excuse me. Um SpongeBob was my father. Um <laughs> please call me SpongeBob. Um yeah, we absolutely get no B plot here with Crosshair. We yeah. don't see him, we don't hear about him. He <laughs> has ceased to exist again (laughs) it's really funny to me like on a rewatch like realizing like how absent crosshair is from like a lot of these places because like you know like i vaguely remember what happens down the line right and like why it is that we're not seeing him but it's hysterical to me that like the last episode we had a lot of crosshair doing like (laughs) war crimes and then this time we have just like anyway whatever (laughs) like you can have a war crime as a treat just a little war crime for you um and then you know not I I don't really feel like there's any C plot. I mean, we obviously get to see um more of how uh the regular people interact with the new empire a little bit in this episode vis-a-vis the world building, but mm-hmm. the actual C plot we per se don't get to see. Okay, we get some of it, but a little bit. Um we're trying very hard not to if this is the first time you are watching this series, we don't want to spoil something. No. So we're going to keep that chat to a minimum here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's all that to say, like, you know, there's breadcrumbs dropped. And then, like, you know, the, there's breadcrumbs dropped. This, Things come up I will later. say it this way. This episode becomes less filler in a few episodes. Absolutely. Like, that's the hard thing about this one is, like, it doesn't feel like filler knowing what I know. Mm-hmm. It seems just like a... It, it makes sense where it is. Yeah. Right now, watching it on the first time, it feels like filler. Yeah. It, it, it's easy to call it filler when we're looking at it through this like oh what happened vis-a-vis these plots and we can't there's not really a lot um so it is that way but it's it's sort of like we've we've gotten a lot of all of these plots so far um and now we're kind of like starting back over setting some things up again yeah we're, um, we're adding yeah context mm-hmm. um yeah but okay. but like we said <laughs> i feel like this episode is going to be a little bit of a challenge um to talk about um 
maybe not talk about, but just sort of uh there's not as much yeah i was gonna say there's not as much to analyze but um this is a fun episode yeah i was gonna say we can't we can't have more fun so we start on the marauder again because because why not because that's how this show works yeah um essentially this first sort of plot point is that like you know they're deciding where to to hide out and they do just decide on a planet that's uninhabited mm-hmm. ida floor ida floor which is a wild name i don't think i've heard before uh-uh. um <laughs> yeah i think it's interesting to have this conversation about like um is it wrecker i think who's just like but there's nothing on ida floor yeah. like what are we doing there and it's like well we kind of have to hide um because like you know crosshair and stuff and the empire because the empire like fully wants us like yeah. we're on a wanted list um and omega is too much to her chagrin she's like i i've been hiding i've, I've only spent my life on camino like i want she you really use like she wants to explore she wants to get out there yeah. um and then they and then i think echo chimes in again with the voice of reason being like uh we need to get food and um yeah we have no food and no supplies yeah so we need to fix that yeah i think it's uh you know they essentially come to the conclusion that like we have to find a way to survive outside of the republic Mm -hmm. obviously and also we have to find a way to get around um you know the the empire looking for Mm -hmm. us yeah that being said we don't have enough supplies to get us where we want to go so we do have to stop on pantora yeah and tech needs to scramble the signature key which is something that we're introduced to, to here in this I, think. Episode, I think um because i think the only other place that we've seen that is rebels um yeah it's yeah right? yeah, yeah because i'm sure it pops up i just can't remember a specific instance i just don't remember ever hearing that previously i wonder if there is like the idea of it has been around like oh yeah we need to like fake our ship being a different ship which like they do in rebels um well they would I mean, they would need it most in Rebels. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, it's. I feel like we've put words to it now. Yes. in a way, like I don't remember hearing these terms before Bad Batch, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, so they <laughs> land on Pantora, and uh, they meet this sort of um skeevy landing pad uh man guy who, <laughs> manager who, uh, manager. <laughs> I manage these landing pads. <laughs> My name oh. is whatever. <laughs> yeah, I like all of his rings. I think they're very funny. Yeah, he's a fun character. He's a fun in like a design way, not in like a <laughs> not in like a landing pad way. guy. My beloved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, he serves the the strict purpose to um, bring a little bit of a moment of characterization. <laughs> Being with, shitty <laughs> with Wrecker and Tech, right? I love this part. This where, is a very good part. Where like Wrecker, they're kind of leaning into their strengths. Where like Wrecker's just like, "Well, I'm going to intimidate you," and then they're kind of quickly realizing that well it doesn't really work like that here yeah where everyone has blasters and you're not the biggest toughest person yeah and, and like you're trying to like blend in and you can't just like start beating someone up exactly right i i love that we get them being fish out of water i like too that they're both sort of oblivious with like wreckers just not really the smartest person and then tech is just sort of oblivious because this guy's is you know obviously you can't be like well i need you to bribe me so that i yeah won't like scan he's your trying ship. to be subtle. he's not being um clear yeah and so tech is like you said you you could not scan our ship in um but <laughs> but what's the problem and then yeah, he's like, I mean, of, they... of the financial variety and he's please? like oh okay, and like, okay, okay i get it and i i love the like <laughs> is this enough and he's just like um no <laughs> <laughs> i wish we had any concept of like how much money cred- how much like okay if one of those like silver bars is that like how ten dollars yeah like what how much did he pay him because like i feel like 
I feel like later in the episode, Hunter gives, or, or the the shopkeeper gives Hunter like the uh, the same amount of money. It looks like was it gold though? I don't know. I, it's hard to tell. It was dark. Maybe, but anyway. I mean, they probably have other precious metals. Yeah. But like again, yeah, I, I would love to know how their money works. We see it all the time. And I have no idea what's going on with it. <laughs> um, but I do I do appreciate in this episode we get a little bit more tech and wrecker sort of yeah. fun. I, I mean, tech is is my favorite. So yeah, I like him a lot too. I just like. I don't know. I, I like that we get a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit of these like three auxiliary characters being Tech Wrecker and Echo mm-hmm. M- more in this episode, which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't necessarily like we have a whole kind of plot line with obviously Hunter and Omega, but it doesn't have to be like it was in the last episode, like a whole like emotional. Yeah. So we get a little more uh, parts of Tech and, and Wrecker that we see, which is very, very fun to hear. Um, and then Omega, Echo and Hunter decide to go off to to get some supplies yeah um echo hunter and omega go off and uh they see another transmission from admiral rampart um which i guess is just sort of playing everywhere it's weird though because like the I, i mean we just noticed this in the episode but um the the people are like cheering in front of this hologram oh yeah well like, what precedes this is like we see because they're walking through this city. oh that's true there was like a little there's parade like a little parade of stormtroopers which is a weird thing to do i mean i i know they're literally doing the propaganda thing and they're like trying to be like haha show of strength like we're great love us and everyone's like wow okay um like I, it's interesting to see on that point like that people are really into the idea of the empire yeah. um but then it is extremely funny that like we see the same transmission from charles rampart right and then people are cheering at the transmission <laughs> gotta stop calling him, that. Gotta stop calling him that but i'm gonna continue to call him that <laughs> if i say them both it's it's if fine. we say it enough do you think that they'll I, be like we're, okay of, fine we'll make him yeah be named charles if we get this search term trending charlie rampart <laughs> is that you god damn it <laughs> you son of a you son of a bitch it's been so long um <laughs> sounds like someone like meeting him in a bar like yeah who you went to high school with <laughs> yeah like a weird dive bar on the edge of town um i want a zuko alone episode with charles rampart <laughs> he's just sad uh he turns into a good guy because he's yeah. just like i've had some time to think about things um my name anyway my charlie <laughs> my i'm not charles anymore i'm charlie, charlie. It's a little less um, intimidating. Um, anyway. But the fact that they, they're they cheering <laughs> at the uh, hologram of him is really fucking it, funny. It is. It's like cheering for the nightly news. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a, a PA, like, uh, I'm sorry, not a PA, PSA. Because um, he's like, oh, get your chain codes and like we'll exchange yeah, your money with, for like imperial credits. <laughs> those uh, commercials that's like, beware, it's California wildfire season. Yeah. And everyone being like, hell Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that an added conversation that we get, um, beyond, cause we've seen sort of like people cheering for the, um, the Imperial force before, um, but you get this, uh, this conversation between Hunter and, um, and Omega and Echo where they're talking about, well, she, she's just like, well, why are they cheering? And they say they're celebrating the end of the war. Um, and you know, she's like, isn't that good? And Echo says, depends on what side you're on. So you get a little more of this, um, yeah conversation between them i i like that we're again in very i mean we've talked about this i mean this is the fourth episode mm-hmm. um we've talked about this what feels like a million times already mm-hmm. um but th- they, that's a lot you can do in that those three lines and like you know we're establishing sort of like you know hunter being uh helpful to omega omega continuing to be sort of innocent and 
and not you know obviously having the life experience that the batch has but like you know people are helping her and then we have echo who's like i interestingly pragmatic and like philosophical in these ways i really do appreciate that they've characterized in this way he is consistently from episode one the stalwart i don't like the empire this is bad not that yeah. the badge that not no, that they like the empire like but very... he has a very personal like yeah. vendetta I, I yeah i like that we see that and get that and yeah. like continue to get that and i like that he is he's equal parts pragmatic but also like you know, he, he wants to do what's right. He's, like, morally good. He's very, he's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. I love him. Um, now, I, I do appreciate that you get some, uh, a little bit of um, depth with the amount that each of the Bad Batch members really cares about the Empire. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that Wrecker and Tech don't, but it's just not part of their personalities to talk yeah. about the good and the bad The of sort of moral implications right. of things. Like, uh, Tech is a very, like... Uh, I almost said well he's very practical he's very like I almost said no nonsense but he's like just really like he has uh, the goal that he has and he's gonna do that and there's like he he doesn't he's not gonna take time to be like "Um, let me contemplate the moral sort of philosophies of the situation we find ourselves in yeah um and then of course Wrecker is just like I mean he's a very he's a very good character too yeah he's the big softie he's a very moral character as well but he's just not as um I guess it tunes to thinking about philosophy and and thinking about it all all the way that that echo maybe it's a it's a good balance because i feel like it would get um potentially kind of annoying if Mm -hmm. we had four characters who are all for lack of a better word being kind of preachy about like goodness exactly um i appreciate that they make them it makes them feel like real people too yeah not everyone is that way i like that um we kind of don't even have not in the way that like Star Wars always does this, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. it we don't even have a character in here who's like, we have to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Like, yeah. there's no like main character syndrome happening <laughs> yeah. with like the morality of these characters. Like, it's just like, yeah. you know, Hunter who's like a, being a leader and looking out, you know, and he he knows that they're in hot water and he wants to keep people safe. And we have Echo who's like really pragmatic and has a personal connection with um, all the things that are happening, mm-hmm. right? And, and has a almost said vendetta but that's not right but no one is like preachy about it which i think is nice (laughs) they all these characters balance them balance each other out so well um because like yeah like you said hunter is very pragmatic he's very like i just need my goal is to keep this group together and safe um and i think echo serves to be a little bit more of a reminder of like also to do good and be good um yeah not that he again would forget that but it's not his primary yeah and I, and I love that from Echo, right? Yeah, Which he's is so like a, sweet. A despite everything yeah. and like feeling so probably like lost and like hurt and et cetera, traumatized, right? In a way, he has lost so much more than the Batch ever had. Absolutely. You know, anyway. <laughs> I love my depresso boy. <laughs> he's just so sweet. Again, it's mom and dad. He's, just, he's got a lot of mom energy to me. He's just got a, like a super responsible parent energy. Not to say my mom is sad, but... <laughs> <laughs> not to say that moms are sad but i don't know he has just a more like more of a sensitive sort of i was gonna um, say he is i think hunter is trying to be yeah he's not failing at it but he's no. just not as sweet no uh, as echo is i feel like echo just naturally is that mm-hmm. way yeah um i i love this scene when they're in the the little shop and um hunter's trying to sell his like grenades or whatever yeah he does. <laughs> pyro dent of course yeah how could you not know 
um and omega's just yeah you you wrote here like omega's just being a kid she's just like um i, I love the way they interact too yeah in the background it's so sweet like i love that she picks up this little like trooper doll that she's yeah. like knocked over and like echo is helping her like hold it up and like i just it's really sweet yeah there's no dialogue to that because no, a, a hunter is yeah. having a conversation he's with someone else but bartering he's, <laughs> yeah for his grenades um but it's sweet to see that too in the yeah, background. Yeah, it is. Um, and then of course we have the scene where they decide that uh, that the shopkeeper mistakes Echo for a droid. Well, like, I mean, he was dressed up as a droid, but they is he supposed to be dressed up as a droid, yeah. or is it just like, oh, I need to cover my like body head? No, to I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be dressed up as a droid. And it's just that they weren't intending to sell him, and then the shopkeeper is like, "That's a droid." I guess so. Because like, what else would he be? dressed up as well i just thought that like since he's the one who looks like i mean he's been through fucking hell so he's like very pale and deathly looking they were like (laughs) they were like we should cover you up because you look like a corpse my thought was that they're like you two boys tech and wreckers stay back like us three are gonna go i mean they probably were like you are kind of deathly pale and you're kind of well, covered and, with cybernetics. Also, so like, he's the one that have looks a disguise. the most like any normal reg, too. Yes, he does. He's just he sort is. of <laughs> the color of a sheet. He's yeah, a ghost, truly. he spent some time just hooked up to a computer for a while. Plus, um, and frozen. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, my thought was that, like, he is going with them because, like, he needs to go with them. But then, like, he's, in, in order to blend in a little bit more, yeah. he's, he dresses himself up as a droid. Which, like, who made this outfit, by the way? <laughs> I think it's, I like it. I, I really, cool. really like it. But it's given the really opportunity, I would also wear it. Um, That's fair. I love the idea of just being completely anonymous and people not knowing if I'm machine or person. I just think that's fun. Yeah. Especially in this universe. Anyway, um, so they decide to... Uh, uh, sell him it's <laughs> a droid such a choice the dialogue here is pretty fucking funny though it it is funny um i have i mean we have both read people taking Qualms, issue with this yeah um especially people who are physically disabled in in a way that the echo is and that they're um maybe work with a prosthetic uh and sort of being compared to a, a thing that is not human less yeah. than human isn't exactly treated well in star wars usually yeah um not that like i mean it's not that like you have a lot of your good guys in star wars treating droids droids like people but that is not that does not make them human in a way they are sort of pets so yeah even though you do see a lot of droids being treated well it's still pretty less than human it can be very insult i can see how it can be incredibly insulting this it's interesting like i was thinking um going into this episode it's like i really like that they're utilizing echo in this episode i i think it's interesting that they're like uh playing into his you know the way that he is not in like a bad way like they're utilizing it is like yeah uh, he looks like a droid but it is like absolutely a, a super fair point to be like it it sucks though like progressing through the story that like he is sold as a commodity yeah and they're like they need the money but it's still not okay obviously it's a little it's a little challenging yes um Um, concerning yeah like you said the dialogue is pretty good (laughs) the dialogue is choice the situation we find ourselves in has here's the thing i think that's to be thought about (laughs) this scene could have been forgotten a little more if um we had seen i mean i mean i can't quite remember because it's been a while Mm. since i've seen the rest of the episodes but like if we had had a scene where echo is interacting with his prosthetic or with 
him i don't know if we'd had more of like a conversation be- between him and another character about the way that he is and, and maybe yeah. expressing some more of his feelings and regrets i mean basically what i'm saying is balancing this scene out with his own understanding something another scene where he can he can say what he wants about yeah what he looks like now and does he have regrets and just like getting more personal with him yeah so the character has more autonomy exactly right? whereas yeah. not he's not just being taken advantage of for like yeah. what he is now <laughs> yeah instead he you know i and as i'm remembering no we don't really have any conversations about that which sucks because i i yeah. would be really fascinated to see that that's something that's, that i am hoping the second season absolutely does a lot uh, more as someone who really likes echo i would yeah. love to see more of him characterized and see more more of him you know his understanding of the world that he's in now right mm-hmm. um it would have been good to potentially balance this out with him having a conversation where he's like yeah like you know everything sucks but i'm okay with the person i am and like i want to be useful yeah. to the team or like this is okay with me there was a, a little more autonomy in his yeah. part instead and, of hunter just kind of decided yeah i mean like he does like go talk to him yeah. and echo's like no and then he's like i'm worth more than two thousand yeah and he's like okay um yeah. <laughs> like there's it's less of a is this okay and echo being like sure uh it's more of a like can we and he's like no and then he's like fine, fine. yeah <laughs> um but anyway so we leave that scene where uh so as hunter is um bargaining with a shopkeeper about echo um or getting paid or whatever um omega sees these these creatures that we have never seen before i I I wrote this in my notes somewhere (laughs) where did it go right here oh yeah omega um, omega (laughs) (laughs) omega gets distracted distracted by some creatures i've never seen before and runs off like literally what are they I don't know, but they, they're supposed to be dog-like because they're they're barking. I guess, <laughs> like but they friendly. look like like weird sentient they meringue. Look, they look like neopets. <laughs> they do look like neopets. Um, they have like heart eyes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and anyway, she gets distracted by that and runs off. Um, and once uh, Hunter is on his own, um, he realizes that she's gone and it freaks the fuck out. Um, as is his raid. As is his raid. He's a tired dad. He's he just he's trying um then uh we see um omega being approached by fennec shand who who we know yeah and like she comes up obviously a little bit earlier in this episode but i mm-hmm. i just fucking love her <laughs> she's very good oh we forgot to say in the beginning of the episode when they get when they dock on pantora um Oh yeah! After the, the he, after the landing man, my beloved. <laughs> after is... landing pad guy, my beloved gets uh, he, after uh, he gets bribed, he sends a transmission to, to Fennec. To Fennec, who um, has a a hologram of Omega. Of Omega. So it's very so, yeah. It's clear before we see her. Yeah, um, I, I do really like the reveal they do in that scene where yeah. like they get the transmission and like it's someone in a chair and she turns around towards the camera, which mm-hmm. is like a dumb way to go because it's like three quarters around the circle instead of one quarter mm-hmm. to the other computer but like i love that we get to see her face in that and yeah. like i i don't know i really like how and i can talk about this later i really like how she looks um mm-hmm. how they they designed her character in this um we've seen her character before in the mandalorian very briefly um yeah and then she's also in book of boba fett obviously and, and book of boba fett anyway um we've seen fennec before in mandalorian at least um oh sorry not sure if book of boba fett has come out pre before uh bad batch or after but we we you know if you're injured if you're familiar with star wars properties we've seen her before um it's it's always fun to see um live action people introduced into animation i just i just always love seeing how they style them um uh, yeah i i do, uh, 
I do also appreciate like how they um, are able to, yeah, character design like real people. It's fun to see the real people to animation pipeline because very recently we've been seeing it's the not animation so to real people pipeline. Yeah, it's just not, not as fun. <laughs> it's actually really annoying. It's actually a bad time, yeah. I think. Um, um, okay, anyway, so she gets approached by Fennec, who she she's being very nice to Omega. She's like, I'll help you find your friends. Um, so, of course, Omega, being the good-willed person that she is, takes her up yes <laughs> crushing in the front yeah hi i'm raising my hand um i just wanted to follow up that book of boba fett came out uh in november of 2021 so after mm. after this finished okay so so we'd only seen had, her a little bit we'd at this only point. seen her in the mandalorian but I, we, I think it's interesting that we get a lot more characterization from her i mean she's a familiar familiar face and i think a lot of fans really liked her um yeah. in her debut as the, when the Mandalorian, um, <laughs> <As> the Mandalorian. <laughs> she's the Mandalorian now. She was. I would the watch the fuck the out of that time. show. Same. Yeah, I love Fennec. Um, uh, we get a lot of more characterization in this episode, I think, than we do almost in the entire time that we see her in the Mandalorian. Yeah, because the first time we see her, it's just sort of like she's sort of a. She's just a bounty hunter. I mean, she's very <laughs> like. Um, Oh, she's very dangerous. Like, truly, I think this one episode of Bad Batch gives her more right. characterization. It does. Because then the those. next time we see her, she's in Mandalorian season two, but she is she's uh, like teamed up with, with Boba, but person. she's always with Boba, right? She's sort yeah. of Boba's right hand <laughs> man, right hand woman. She's his cool, spunky niece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but like, she's she's just so in conjunction with him that we don't get to see a lot of her, her just individually. Her. Yeah. Um, I love that we get to see her individually in this episode. Um, yeah. and it, and what we see is so choice. Like, I just so good. It's um, and we can get to yeah, yeah, yeah. the rest of it as it comes. But anyway, so she approaches Omega. They're walking around. Oh my god, um, we're there. <laughs> yeah, we're there. Oh, yeah. There's a small scene of Echo being in the um, the the sort of the shop. storage zone. Yeah, and he's just sort of like this, they're like, "You're not a droid." And he's like, "I, I, I you listen to I'm me now. I'm your fucking boss now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a gun that they didn't take away from me for some reason." Yeah, the guy's just like that. Droid has a gun anyway. Whatever. <laughs> um, I'm cool with my robots having guns. Um, but I did highlight this. Um when they're walking around and, and, and Fennec is like, Oh, you look hungry. And she's like, I, I am, but we don't have anyone for food. And then, um, Fennec purposefully runs into this lady with a basket full of fruit and they help, they help her pick it up. And help she of course her. steals yeah. a couple, very sly, very good, very, um, very, very Fennec, <laughs> very Fennec, very fun. I like it. Fun and funky. Um, and Omega's just like, we didn't pay for these. Um, <laughs> and Fennec is like, it's okay to break the rules sometimes. Following this show, having a very good relationship with uh, fitting a lot into a little, I feel like that that line felt very important to me. Yeah, I, same. It's sort of ineffable because I, I can't I quite... I feel like it's one of those nice, like, by comparison mm -hmm. things. I, I, I know. I was trying to think about this, too. It feels like The Batch also is like, it's okay to break the rules. Exactly. Sometimes we're trying to survive, but we're not going to, like, we're not going to hurt anyone. Yeah. But, like, Fennec is like, it's okay to break the rules sometimes. That means I get to do what I want. Like, I think it does, yeah. like, help to characterize. Yeah. Um, or at least teach Omega that, like, not everyone in this world is, like, good per se. Yeah. <laughs> Or has the same moral understanding. Yeah. Uh, it, we've, we're sort of adding gray areas, is my thought. Exactly. Um, and I do really enjoy that. Um. I really like the conversation they have after, where Omega mm -hmm. 
like Omega and Fennec are talking and Fennec's like, oh, I don't really have anyone. But like, you know, she's just trying to like get Omega to come with her. That's so sweet. And then Omega's like, hey, I have a great idea. Like, if you don't have anyone, you should come with me and my friends. Yeah. And she's like, I think that's the best. But like, she's saying it like in a menacing way. But like, <laughs> yeah, Fennec is being menacing. But like, I, I do really like that Omega. Again, we're getting to see her sort of her whimsy and her wonder and her goodness. Yeah. It's in just, every situation we just get to see a lot of characterization of her is just very sweet also and i guess it is technically to a detriment because this is not a safe situation but <laughs> right uh hunter has not taught her about stranger danger yet um <laughs> hunter's kicking himself he's like oh no he's like i should have we didn't not have to the stranger danger talk yet um anyway so during, while this is happening hunter catches up to them um you want to talk about their western standoff oh yeah because i turn i i typed they do another Western duel type thing. Um, I'm, as you know, really fucking into this motif uh, because I love Star Wars as a Western. And so I do really like that. Like this is kind of the um, the tipping point of the the chase scene, the sort mm-hmm. of back half of this episode that's a lot faster paced. Yes. Um, and I, they do another Western duel thing where like Omega, I believe, is being like, I mean, she's not being held by Fennec, I don't think at this point, but like Fennec is behind her with a gun and Hunter is like on the other side of this street and it's just like, you need to get out of there. And Hunter like, immediately is just like this, is no clocks are no is not good. great yeah. a, not a great time right yeah. but I, I do like we get the um the shots of the guns and mm-hmm. stuff and the like you know it, it has that little like tense moment and i I'm love like, that hunter <laughs> goes for his knife i mean like that's sort of what he does and also does he like, have a gun on him i don't know that he does he probably does like, i can do it with my knife but to be fair like they are trying to maintain a lower profile so yeah. like if he could just like take her out with a knife it's less yeah. of a hassle. And so Omega right she gets away cuz Hunter yes. is like go run. And so what what happens is that Fennec and Hunter get into an altercation which yeah. is like it's pretty funny to see Fennec go at him with like a knife and a blaster and he is having just for a moment a hard time because he's because he's like concerned about Omega and once she tells her to run he overpowers her quite easily. Yeah. But before that, he was struck. <laughs> yeah. No, I do really like this episode that like how they paint Fennec. Mm-hmm. And they do this a little bit later, too, with Wrecker. But like she's really smart and mm-hmm. like size doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she is cunning. She's, you know, she's a, a really cool, badass woman. Like she she's not going to get overpowered by a man. You she's know? a lot more strategic um, than like even hunter i mean like yeah. most people are more strategic than, than wrecker <laughs> because he does rely on brute strength quite often yeah. i mean that's his thing but um like e- even when he's overpowering her like she kind of makes him think that he is and then she headbutts him and knocks him out yeah that's yeah exactly yeah and, and i like that um she uses that move earlier kind of here with hunter where she does also kind of like just bash his head in yeah her her go-to move seems to be bash people head in i love um, that about her and i love that for her <laughs> this I think is it's just beautiful. a fennec fan episode it I, is. I feel like whoever was like pitched this was like i love fennec so much can she be incredible and everyone's like yes 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 yeah, of, course. of course of course um we love her we love ming na wen yeah um, i was gonna say get ming na wen back in here we love please. her please um but yeah, so they so they do a duel and then uh you know a fight breaks out and what happens is that um Fennec knocks Hunter ki- not out but like dazes him and gets away to go after he, him. Yeah, yeah, he's out for a little while. When he comes to, he uh signals back to Tekken Wrecker yeah. um and is like, "We got a problem. Omega mm-hmm. got away. Oh, oh boys, do we got a problem?" Yeah. <laughs> um, Echo basically, uh, oh, so Tech and Wrecker are, are um, looking for the uh, way to scramble the signature key. And I so think they, they're looking for the signature yeah, key exactly. with which to scramble it. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to take the ship apart. And so I think they've successfully done that. They've successfully taken 
they've successfully scrambled the signature key um but they're like the ship is in pieces the ship is in so many pieces um and so when hunter's like we got to get out of here like get the ship out and <laughs> i love tug is like well it's not technically a ship at the moment <laughs> Um, and then, of course, Echo comes in handy with his brigade of droids. I love these droids. They're very good. Um, <laughs> I love one droid in sp- in particular, yes. the one who has a name who is Clink, who yeah. I forgot to mention earlier, but I love him. Um, so Echo stages a rebellion and, and they brings just sort all of walk the droids out. back to the <laughs> ship so they can help put, put the ship back together. They do a union walkout. And yeah. They, um, and Echo they go them about else. unionizing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this isn't cool. <laughs> mm-hmm um and and now we're and now we get into the chasing we're getting into the chasing omega's running from fennec um she gets into the sewers i think by this point uh oh yeah the next thing is that tech uh, i like this part that tech goes and taps into the security cameras in the ship he's just it's very oracle i i like an oracle character oracle from the batman sorry yes or barbara gordon oracle Oracle, in that she essentially is the command center for the rest of them she's the person behind the computer exactly um yeah, I, I appreciate that. Not and, Oracle, uh, comma, of Delphi. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say of Delphi, Oracle, the brand arena. No, um, <laughs> none of those. Um, uh, but yeah, so Omega Wright has gone into the sewers. Mm-hmm. Tech, tech now has eyes on that situation, mm-hmm. uh, but Fennec is uh, very close on their tail. Mm-hmm. Um, which is when... Uh, they They're send, not going to shake her that easy. No, they send Wrecker out to like help. Yeah. with this situation and he's able to find omega in the sewers yeah and, and you think everything's all right and then and um, they do a cute like he picks her up it's mm-hmm. very cute it is um yeah and then fennec just appears because of course <laughs> she does uh and and wrecker is like you gotta go back to the ship and she's so like great she, so he i like how he's like you gotta go back to the ship but he puts her on this like ladder that just goes up and i guess yeah. like in his mind he's like well i'm gonna take care of this and i'll come get you in a second yeah or like and they're underground so maybe it's like this surely this goes up to the street <laughs> but it goes so much more than up to the yeah. street um, um, but yeah, as we were alluding to earlier, Fennec really takes Wrecker out pretty quickly and does slam his head on. The I, pipe, I love which the is like he's basically like you're gonna have to go through me to get to Omega, and then like two he's seconds like, okay. later he's like on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she he comes at her and she like basically like swings him around into a pipe. Yeah, and he hits his head again, which is a, an important a, a breadcrumb. Bread yeah. Uh, Which I noticed when I was watching this episode too. I'm like, you kind of take a tally of how many times a he record hits, hits his, his head, head quite on a lot. Yeah. yeah, which comes up, I think, in the next episode. Uh, yes, I think so. Um, uh, no, it might be two episodes. He hits his head quite a lot, which, like, again, it's, it's big up boy. to this point, it's just like, oh, that's just like a funny thing that he does. Like, I he do just, like he's kind they, of that uh, kid that, like, hits their head a lot. I don't know if you had a friend that kid or a who relative just is that trips just trips and falls and, yeah. and is, yeah, I was not that child. Yeah, so Wrecker gets knocked out. Uh, Omega is climbing to the top of a tower. Fennec is pursuing, and she's mm-hmm. kind of cornered up there. Yeah. Um, oh, name of the episode. Um, oh, wow. Roll oh, credits. Oh, wow. Oh. That's it. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> that's, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> what no, a cliffhanger. Um, yeah, so... So now Omega is basically like she's locked Fennec out from the, the hatch thing. Um, but Fennec, of course, shoots her way through because she's Fennec. Um and then that scares Omega and she basically she starts, falls. she falls and she is hanging on uh, for dear life. And I love seeing yep. a tech is still on the, uh, on the cams, the cams. And he's just like, Hey Hunter, Omega is hanging from a tower in the sky. And Hunter's <laughs> like, hanging. I love, I love the, um, how he says that the, the intonation of how he says that it's so funny. Yeah. 
Anyway, at some point, Echo gets back to the ship with his, like, droid brigade. The, yeah, they're helping put the ship back together so they can, you know, get uh, off world soon. And, yeah, again, it's interesting that we have these, like, little interludes. This this episode is very PC in a different way than the last episode. PC? Meaning, last episode we oh, had, PC. like, PC. Not P. Not a personal computer, no. Or uh, politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's piecemeal. It's yeah. not, that's no, kind of what you meant. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant, but like in pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a personal computer <laughs> or politically correct episode. Um, I see. Uh, yeah, in that, like the last episode, we got a lot of the the sort of fractured pieces of like two different groups, but like in two yeah, that were very different parallel. places. Yeah. yeah, and then this is just like, we have a bunch of different groups. They're in the same place doing the same thing. Well, because it's all, it's very, it's suspenseful, right? Like, are they going to make it off in time? Like what, yeah. there's a lot of, um, challenges that they have to overcome in order to do that um anyway so now we're back to omega hanging off the tower and this so is when things get very chased tower <laughs> hunter steals a motorcycle grand theft auto um yeah and um so he's trying to get her and then before you can get to her though fennec shoots the door open and um tries to pull her up can't pull her up drops her onto like a, a, a i'm assuming a garbage truck but I, everything I is like in a cargo truck okay well everything's in nice little um cubes cubes because <laughs> it's a star wars and we um, love a cube <laughs> and i i like how you see how um intuitive not intuitive innovative omega is um in that they're like she she goes and pulls the uh because hunter's chasing them um, yeah because fennec has jumped onto the back of yeah this so they're truck both well. on the back of this truck hunter's chasing them and omega pulls the lever to <laughs> dump all of the <laughs> cargo out um i don't know if that's the smartest decision but it's a decision no, she because made. she's she ends not up getting sort of knocked off as well but like she is she's trying to, to but it help. just <laughs> she's trying to help she's not consistent she's not um content with just sitting there and like waiting for hunter to get there being the damsel yeah, essentially exactly. she's like no 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 i'm part she of this takes action um i don't know what to say specifically about this entire chase scene because it's like lengthy I, I think the important thing to hit on with this is what we've yeah. talked about, which is like we get to see a, a lot of what Fennec is like in just mm-hmm. this scene, right? With like how at, yeah, at some point she gets thrown off, and then she has to she climbs onto the back of another speeder, and instead of and just, just like hijacking it rips and keeping the, the guy out, he she just like pulls the man in this. She knocks him out. I think she headbutts him again. And, and then just sort of throws him. And then him. throws him out. Like, she is cold-blooded. And we do like, see him again. No, we which, don't. Which, like, I, I mean, I was going to say, we can't have someone hitting the ground in this show, but the amount of times that Clone Wars had people hitting the ground yeah. uh, is insane. Uh, but, yeah, no, she uh, is pretty aggressive, right? And, like, not in, like, a... I'm going to say not in a bad way. What I meant is to say, it's not great what she's doing, but, like, it, it's kind of presented as, like, she is doing what needs to be done right and she's gonna do whatever it takes to do what she needs to do it's a very bounty hunter attitude but she does it in like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's nice to be able to see fennec in like uh kind of all of her own it's nice honestly it's nice to see a female character who's not painted as a villain being able to do stuff like this yeah because it's I don't know. We just don't see it a lot. Like, I think a lot of male characters are allowed to be this because, like, yeah, she's very cold-blooded. She, like, it, later on, she, like, shoots a police officer that um, is coming after her. Like, she, she will do whatever she yeah. needs to do. She's very goal-oriented, very driven. Yeah. Um, But she's not necessarily, like... You don't end the episode being, like, oh, she's a bad guy. She's scary. No, like, it, we don't... 
and it's interesting because we get to see earlier in the episode her being for the most part nice to Omega like she doesn't just like abduct her you know she's trying to like do it in a way that's like I don't know a little bit closer to like coercing her than like assaulting her you know like she's not like physically aggressive towards a child but she is going to do exactly what she needs to do to be able to like finish this job it's a nice contrast and yeah I, I do think it's kind of a almost at a treat it sucks that this is a treat that like we get to see (laughs) a woman being able to be like fully badass without like again like we've seen her in mando but like with she's 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 like a unit yeah she's a little more just like his his right hand man his his lackey a little bit i mean she's more than that but like she's does she's not on her own we get to see her on her own here and she's just like badass as hell killing it yeah um um it it does have a little bit more like weight to it i think and it is nice that we get to i do really also like the um i was gonna talk about the like contrasting her with like the badge i i do appreciate that like we get to see this we have like a crew of boys who are so uh good and like the most part sweet sweet and like you know and then we get we get this like contrast of this like badass woman who like is very capable um i don't know i just i think that that's a fun characterization we don't often get yeah like when in other times when we get things like this the woman is is the villain yeah and you're not supposed to um root for her but like i mean not that you're necessarily supposed to root for fennec here but you don't dislike her right no she's not um she's not cruel she's just very to the point she's just yeah. very i'm i need to she do this is, this is my job i mean we keep saying this but she's really pragmatic like mm-hmm. in her own way yeah. um i do think it's really interesting too that like omega kind of gets to have these experiences with like a bunch of different types of people mm-hmm. so like she mostly is around this crew of boys uh who are very like i would say you know moral but like in their own ways as we talked about and and sweet in their own ways and then she gets to see this just like insane badass woman like i I like to think that she almost has not necessarily that she's like looking up to fennec but like i I like that she potentially has like a lot of different types of role models to like be uh to learn from in that in a way kind (laughs) of yeah exactly so this chase scene basically ends with um hunter uses his grenade that he was gonna sell yeah <laughs> and he blows up the speed of the fennec is on she uh like hurts her leg or something because she gets she's thrown she, well she gets lands exploded on a thrown. taxi and then lands on the ground yeah so she's a little messed up um but and so hunter and you know and omega is falling he grabs her yeah at, so at they're the last second. able to get back so all the droids have finished their work um he sends back uh, echo sends them back to their owner um and they all get on the ship and leave <laughs> yeah I, I love that they're just like and everyone go and like wrecker is run back at this point yeah exactly yeah. so we're back at the marauder and um they're talking about what's just happened and hunters basically like she must have been a bounty hunter uh after omega um i, I like this conversation that they're having about omega being the target because they're each four in these chairs and yeah, she's like in the she's middle. Standing in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that when we were watching it too. I'm like, I think it's really cute that they're having this very like weird parental group moment <laughs> where she's just like in the middle. And she's very like, why am I the target? Like, you know, it's a, it's a little bit more of a, um, a breadcrumb conversation for later. Um, yeah. And so they're like, we need to figure out who she is and who hired her so we can keep Omega safe. Yeah. And then they're just like, well, I guess we'll leave. Um, they That's kind of where that conversation ends, which obviously mm-hmm. it's it's sort of a breadcrumb for later. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, the, the plot of this episode is kind of insular. Mm-hmm. It It's kind of contained. Right. But we do kind of get a, um, a cliffhanger with 
the, we, the fennec part especially with this next scene yeah again talking about her sort of like gray morality um i love that you think so she's she's approaching the uh, landing pad guy my, my beloved, beloved. <laughs> and you think she's gonna kill him because he let them get away um but instead she's just like pays him and tells me tells him like yeah if they come back if let they come me back, know. tell me um and then she communicates with whoever her boss um and says well i lost her but i'll find her again yeah and like you know very in an intonation that's like she will find her again yeah nothing's gonna stop her. um but yeah no i think it's really interesting given what we've just seen in this chase scene where she's basically killed she's murdered like three people, people um that like she doesn't kill this guy like she's not cruel and malicious no she's just very cold-blooded well that's not the right word well she's she's not cruel and malicious she's just very um i guess pragmatic is the best word i can't think of a better word using it but they're truly i guess it's the situation that we find these characters in she's just Um, very practical she is and like again efficient there we go she's efficient um like what i was talking about earlier i think it's interesting that she doesn't have to be uh overwhelmingly aggressive to everyone like she's not really like that with omega right and she's weirdly like she intimidates this guy but like and you're like oh she's gonna fucking just shoot him but she doesn't right like it's an interesting i I like that we're kind of like turning things on their head she has a she's not like in a blood frenzy right Mm -hmm. like she's just like still a person and she still needs to get her job done and she knows how to do it because truly what good would killing this guy do for her right he's a resource he already knows what they look like they've been here before you know okay fine i'm gonna pay you if if i pay you you'll tell me when they're here next like if, if i kill you i don't have any more contact here like yeah what am i gonna do um no, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Yeah. Um I have a yeah, designing note. Mm-hmm. If we want to do we, we want to do that or do we talk about about characters? Here's my thing. Uh-huh. How, how what do we have about characters? Um mostly just Fennec. Um I mean, I have these two questions about <laughs> two questions about Hunter and Omega. Just like I don't really think Omega learns a lot in this episode. No, um, at least not explicitly, and I don't think her relationships with a batch evolve at all. No, um, that's why I'm saying is like it's uh it's interesting to have sort of a, a section as we do on talking about characters and their relationships mm-hmm. when um kind of like we talked about earlier, it it feels a little fillery. I mean, it's not, but uh, uh, we don't progress a lot of those like personal relationships in this, right? Which is fair because I feel like in the last few episodes we've gotten a lot of that. So we now have. it's sort of like, here, here's our. Let's we're showing you how this has been cemented, right? Um, which is which is equally as needed as those moments, right? Because you want to express that time passes between each of those moments. It's not um, moment after moment after moment of the same emotional caliber. Um, Again, it's the the pacing even of their exactly, relationships. Exactly. Um, I think we've covered most of this Fennec stuff. I would agree. We talked about her a lot. Um, um, Again, she just has very interesting morality. I enjoy that we get to see someone who's not totally good, um, but not cruel. Um, yeah, she's she's interesting. And again, I like that we're getting more of her, I feel like, more than we ever did in Mandalorian. 
Uh, and she mm-hmm. does obviously pop back up at some point, but... Um, I have some things to say about the themes in this episode. Oh, yes. Talk to me about themes. Beth, um, talk to me about themes. Well, on first glance, this episode doesn't really have <laughs> yeah. many themes. Which was my understanding, At least the themes so that interested. we have picked out for Star Wars, like yes. hope, good versus evil, power choice, destiny, fate. The two things that I've picked out, um, we've kind of covered the good versus evil. We get to see what morality means to different people in this episode. Um, and like, I don't know. We've been seeing a lot of like pure good versus pure evil. Um, And now we get to see a little bit more of the gray areas and someone being efficient but not cruel and just trying to get a job done. Um, But I think the the other interesting themes that we see that aren't necessarily... is not a lot of said about these themes, but um, I do see them in in this episode nonetheless, is that like kind of a, an amalgamation of hope and uh of destiny or fate um you really you explicitly see like to these two sides struggling for omega like uh whoever is hiring fennec and the batch both see omega as this like ray of hope right they need her for something um you you see just a very literal struggle between the batch retaining omega like keeping her safe and whoever Fennec is working for, uh, wanting her as well. Like, I, I mean, I, it's, it's really hard to talk about this without getting into spoiler territory, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I guess I'll leave it there. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Um, and that does sort of, uh, collide with destiny and fate in a way where like, she's kind of being pulled between these two destinies of yeah. like, do I go back or do I stay with this new? Yeah. And not yeah. on like the bat. She's like, you know. Yeah. Try, trying to figure out their lives outside of, like, what they were mm-hmm. made to be. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. That was not a lot, but those No, I, the... I mean, I had no thoughts <laughs> on this. I was just like, I don't know. It's an episode. I, I would <laughs> have more to say if we could talk about yeah. uh, and great things news, a little bit. We will. We will. We um, will. Okay. I'm... Do you want to talk about your design corner? I would love to talk about design corner. <laughs> In this episode, we got one of my favorite things, which is, number one, colors. Um <laughs> This let me say this is a beautiful episode. It is a beautiful episode and in a way that isn't like like I feel like <laughs> like beauty can be defined in many ways. Like yeah, fucking of course it can. <laughs> no, but like in a way that I feel like um like in the very first episode there's like a lot of like these like wide shot vista type things. I feel mm-hmm. like it's like wow, it's really beautiful. I like that most of this episode and by most of I mean this entire episode takes place in like an urban area, but yeah. they still make it feel really lovely to look at um vis-a-vis the colors like we were saying we were watching the episode this this town feels very sci-fi to me in like the best way you have all the neon it's a little dark um you have sort of like a fog uh it it feels sort of it feels sort of underworld but a different planet it's not carasanti underworld it's um, no it's not quite so bad Um, yeah i do really like that also in conjunction with like the other town that we've seen is Salu- is on Salukamai. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I like that we've like graduated to a city. Like instead of a township, which has like a little bit of these elements, we now have like more of an urban area. And it's like all of those things that we've seen that m- have made it feel really lifelike, but we get it more, right? And like, I love the neon. I love the colors they chose. Like predominantly in this episode, because it's, I believe, nighttime, uh, it's like very purpley bluey with like, you know, really, really warm pinky yellow Well, here's the thing, it's not colors. nighttime. Is it not fucking nighttime? No, it's just that because when they land and then they um, go out, like, because it's nearby the landing pad, I think it's sort of like, 
a co- it's covered like there's oh i just assumed it was nighttime no it wasn't because when omega's up on the tower it's daytime i thought it was dusk mm. that doesn't make sense in the the sun is out very confused but they're but, but again to that's to their uh, that's a again the fact that they could craft this episode in a way where i never even thought about that is pretty cool um, yeah exactly um you get to again we get to see parts different parts of the city that are some of that are more uncovered some that are yeah deeper within the um structure of the of the planet um I, I like that we get to see both of those things in a very it's subtle but it's um again like you said you didn't even think about it which means they did it very organically yeah, it's like they just did it in a good way yeah. but yeah no i love I, I love the color palette they chose for this and i think it it makes everything feel really nice like i feel like previously like potentially in clone wars episodes or something like if we're seeing like an underworld it's going to be like pretty like that depressing as gray blue yeah um that every sci-fi thing is forever um i love that this had a lot of life to it which Mm -hmm. i you know obviously it's you know people live there Mm -hmm. it should have life to it it should you know businesses use different colors right like Mm -hmm. it makes sense uh but i do really like that i noticed this um in the episode is that most of the episode is colored like that. It's very like blue, purple, indigo with like mm-hmm. these pinks and yellows. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the behind the scene though, it changes when Fennec goes back to talk to uh dock, ba- docking bay guy, my <laughs> beloved. Um, <laughs> it's gray. It's super gray. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I love that that makes it immediately feel a lot more menacing. Um, it almost feels sort of noir exactly like it, it she's like stalking her yeah. prey right and you're like oh my god this feels very grim now yeah. she's definitely gonna shoot this guy and then she doesn't and when she walks out and looks up the sky is that same like indigo blue like the color palette yeah. has gone back and i'm like yeah. what a great uh tool to use mm-hmm. right and we get some pretty clouds in this episode when the marauder takes <laughs> off which i fucking love and we'll talk about forever um it's just good it's just pretty like i love that we get we get a Star Wars show, but like I get to sit there and be like, "Wow, this looks great." <laughs> it, it just, yeah. I don't have any specifics, but I just overwhelmingly, constantly like, "Wow, this is a really beautiful episode." Yeah. Um, I I do like that we get to see a lot of diversity on Pantora. Um, they're Pantorans, but they're also like a lot that, of other people. That one human man. That one bearded human man <laughs> who's really excited. Yeah. Um, I I like that we get to see that. I feel like a lot of the places that we go in Clone Wars, this episode felt very Clone Wars to me in that it was exciting. It was suspenseful. Um, you get it to see a, a lot of action. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, in a lot of the places that we go in Clone Wars, a lot of the planets that we visit are very homogenous. Like, it's I'm all thi- like one Like race. I'm thinking Mandalore. I'm thinking like... Yeah, um, we're at, yeah everyone looks the same yeah even when we do see the people the lemur people like i'm even thinking when we see the pantorans on i don't think that we're we're not we never go to pantora they go to the moon which is the trespass episode right but all the people are pantoran yeah Um, and when we see them later it's we're just seeing pantoran like senators and stuff yeah we get to see a little bit more of like the galaxy in a way that it feels bigger like of course there are other people on these planets like why wouldn't there be yeah um everything's been sort of you know it's a it's a galaxy of civilization exactly (laughs) um so i i really appreciate that about this episode too any other thoughts uh i mean i guess we can just kind of briefly go over um where this episode is pointing us which i feel like is always is getting slightly harder sometimes i think it gets a little easier in this episode per se versus the last last episode the last episode didn't do (laughs) a lot of i don't know it didn't do a lot of setup because it was paying off some emotional beats but 
This one, um, less emotional beats and more, set more up a little bit. they're setting more things up, right? We're getting an, uh, an intrigue and plot scene, yeah. which we had, haven't had for a little while. I also think it's just like we're adding pressure, yeah, right? Like, exactly. you know, oh, the Empire has the Batch on a wanted list. The like, Empire has the Batch on a wanted list. Not only is Crosshair after them, but now... Fennec and this mysterious party is There's a mysterious party in Fennec after Omega specifically, so... Yeah. Um, I think we're setting that up. Obviously they have a conversation about it and they're like, well, we need to find out who this person is working for. So, um, that, and also they're still, they are still trying to kind of figure out how to survive. Um, they still need more and more income coming in. They didn't really make that much money. This no, episode. they really, they really didn't. They were able to refuel and take care of the like signature and food. So presumably, Presumably they were able to restock a little bit. Or at least they got some more money so they can go somewhere else and restock. Sure. But they still have to figure out a long-term solution to that. Yeah. Um, it's a, I, I realized it's kind of a lot. I mean, it shouldn't be easy. That's the point. It is kind of a lot in these episodes of the batch kind of bumbling through how do we be people but like that is kind of like the a plot. That's like what we're supposed to be seeing a lot exactly, of. Exactly, cuz you know they they have been provided for by the republic for so long and now it's just gone it was um, uh it was definitely light in this episode yeah i i like to see them struggling just to not only just like oh how are we going to get food and shelter and you know a job uh i like how they're struggling to like oh how are we going to navigate this this world that is so full of people willing to take bribes and yeah, what does and that like, mean and how do we do that and the fact that like uh i don't know right like they just wanted to sell of explosives and hunters like clearly someone will want this like nobody wants well, and the shopkeepers like, like this isn't the black market like yeah. i can't buy that yeah um so they're they're really like struggling very sort of <laughs> they're kind of babies in this way like they yeah. don't really know what they're doing and they don't really have anyone to show them well this is how you do it. yeah it is just sort yeah. of and it's fun to see that I, yes. I do like that you know we got a sort of a mix-up with the the plot lines in this episode the themes mm-hmm. in this episode so it's a yeah. little less like the same forever exactly um but yeah i do like that we have sort of this additional um mystery with fennec that uh, we're gonna get yeah. resolved at some point precisely okay that's all for this episode thank you so much for listening We'll be publishing episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so join us next week for episode five, Rampage. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also Instagram and Twitter at The Batch Pod. So if you like story and you like Star Wars, then tune in for the next episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. Bye. Bye.